Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 166, 166, presented by Parse Rum, the best rum on the planet from Colombia. Have a bottle, plant a tree. That's how it works. Go to your local Benny's, get a bottle of Parse, plant a tree in Colombia, help the rainforest grow. Zach, when was the last time you had Parse? I had it pretty recently, actually. Um, had it after a game. Nice little, little post-game toast. Yeah, you know, just just chilling, poured a little glass, felt great. Planted tree, you know, it's just kind of, you know, helping me, helping you, helping us, uh, helping the world. Yeah. You go to Benny's, go to your local liquor store, ask about Parse, and have if they don't have it, stas, they'll ship it in. I have a couple things to address before we start. Okay. First thing, hand up. I'm gonna hold myself accountable here. Forgot my mic. Here's what happened. We recorded the pod last week. I just got back on a day back from London or whatever. Had the uh, microphone in the office. Recorded the pod. Left it there. Week goes by. Cubbies go Friday day game. Saturday delayed night game. Start at like 9 o'clock. Get home at like midnight. Supposed to have a day game the next day. Wake up, get a text that the game got pushed back. I'm packing, doing everything. Forgot my mic. End up, we get uh, impromptu Sunday night baseball because we got delayed so long. Well, 6 o'clock start for the boys. And then uh, drove up to Milwaukee after the game. So not uh, making excuses except for all those that I just made. And it's my bad. I, I don't think that I don't think that's an excuse. I think that's just life. Life getting in the way. It was just schedule. My bad on the mic. I feel bad about it. We're in the West End of Milwaukee. Don't have a great lighting. Feel bad about that too. But you got a great attitude, and that's all we need yep. out of you. I appreciate that. And Dakota's not here. Dakota yeah. is currently playing in a baseball game. I think that I think they're in Lexington. They are in Lexington, I believe. And then they're about to get on a bus. They're about to bus to Staten Island. Which is going to be a tough one for them. And they have a game tomorrow. Kind of cool for him, though. He gets to go to New York for July 4th. July 4th, Staten Island. Tom, you and your family going to the Wago? Going to see him? We're going Wednesday. We're going Wednesday night. Not July 4th. July 4th. Not a day that you want to go watch Staten Island fighting Islanders. But (laughs) the Ferry Hawks. The Ferry Hawks of of Staten Island. Like I said, the Ferry Hawks. (laughs) July 5th, you want to go to the game? That's the day? Uh, my parents are in town. They have, they, I think they have something they're doing tomorrow night. So the only night I could get the whole Prizeman family together was on Wednesday night. So that's the night we're doing it. Are you going to start any chants in the stands? Are you going to start a Parse chant? Are you going we to start want Mixie. Ooh, yeah. Mixie. I was, I mean, it'd probably be a Dakota specific chant. Like if we think Meeksy's a good one, we could try to get that going. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I mean, especially we need, we need him hot. Like we need him ready to go that day. Like we don't want him pitching today, tomorrow. We want him nice and ready for Wednesday. For his three innings out of the pen that they're asking to throw. <laughs> I mean, that'd be great. We, I think, I think of three immaculate innings he, we would find. I need a video of him pitching and you like, mm-hmm. Throw him the cheddar ball, Big Z. <laughs> Give him the, the high, head. stinky cheese. <laughs> but seriously, we need when you go to the game. I need videos. I need you to go over to the pen. I need you to take video of him. I I think there will be content coming out of this event. Okay, good. Hey Skip, are you trying to win? Why isn't Mixie in? <laughs> Let's go counterclocks! Come on, everybody, here we go. Yeah. I, need, I need you to like take the C and flip it. <laughs> so that's where Dakota is. Okay. I don't have a mic. Dakota's not here. Zach's dog sitting. I just want to get that out of the way. Yep. I'm here. Series dog sitting. Yep. Okay. Tom walked to the office. He went in one of the rooms. The Wi Fi wasn't great. So he had to go out of the room. He had to plug in the Ethernet cable. He had to get himself a mic. Grinding. Just we appreciate what? that, Tom. We didn't want to have two people without a mic on this episode. We were cutting yep. it down to just one. Just one idiot. Can we start with something uh, near and dear to all of our hearts? Aaron Hicks goes back to Yankee Stadium. You got to talk about it, Tom. Okay, you got to give the people what they want. You got to talk about it. Jesus wearing, Christ. Wearing a Yankee set. He goes back to Yankee Stadium. 
they play a tribute video for this guy who was with the team for how many years? I believe eight, eight years. Eight years. Eight years in the pinstripes. And this guy is getting viciously booed. Yeah, see, I don't support that. I I, I think No, it, for sure, Tom. Yeah, for sure. You're saying if you were there, you would not have booed. You would have said booed. I would have not no, I would not I would have cheered Aaron Hicks for his contributions to the Yankee. I think the last two and a half years, as I've talked about, were t- were difficult, were sour. Uh, and I think that's the lasting image that is left in some Yankee fans' heads. I'll always think about his 2018 season. He was really, really great in 2018. He made that a- amazing catch. Probably, if you're talking about a, a single regular season baseball game, that Yankees-Twins game they played. The Twins ended, game? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that ended yeah. with his catch is probably – for my money, the best regular season baseball game I've ever seen. Uh, and so I appreciate everything he did for the Yankees. But again, I think this was a necessary move. I am disappointed, though, that Yankee fans would boo him. I understand it to some degree because he was very disappointing over the last two and a half years. But I think you're able to, at this point, hopefully acknowledge what he also did for the organization. I appreciate your disappointment. and I appreciate the fact that you would not have booed. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I would never boo it. And someone like that, I think they're worthy of applause for the what they've done for the franchise. And I disappointed again. Yankee fans didn't do that. It's I, I almost feel like by playing the tribute video, they almost set them up to boo. That's like a classic. Like now you gave them the opportunity to boo. Maybe maybe he doesn't deserve a tribute video. I don't know. It's just it's, it's a difficult. Eight situation. years you deserve a tribute video. Eight years. All right, fair enough. That's fair. Tribute that's a video. long. That's a long time. Man. It's a long time. Yeah. Hey, did he hit a huge homer off of uh, Verlander too, right? In the playoffs? Yeah. I, he, he had a huge homer. That that was a huge homer in the playoffs. He was a pretty good playoff player. I mean, this is a guy who was the Yankee center fielder for, you know, penciled in as the opening day starter, you know, five or six times in, in that stretch. So, again, I think just the, the ending is kind of overshadowing some of the impact he had early in his career. I remember, I remember when I was at the Yankee office and we found out, um, about that contract that it was, I think it was seven years, 70 million in 2019 at the time. It seemed like a, it seemed like a steal. You know, you bought out the end of his Arb years. You, you bought a couple free agent years and it looked like a really good deal. Obviously it didn't work out that way, but I think that's a deal. If I'm the Yankees, you do that deal every single time. I think this, if that deal's played out a hundred times, we're working with probably one of the five to 10 worst outcomes of that contract. Unfortunately, the injuries kind of diminished who he was as a player. And then I think as we're seeing, perhaps it was really just a scenery change, whether, whether something was not right here in New York, but I mean, disappointing. He was an 800 plus OPS guy, two back-to-back seasons and was one of the best switch hitting center fielders in baseball, right? Switch hitting outfielders in baseball. Yeah. I mean, he had a stretch there. I think it gets a little overlooked, especially by Yankee fans because it was so, early in this run, but his 2018 is, which is the year I mentioned, he got MVP votes, finished 22nd. So not that many, but a 127. Doesn't matter if you get a vote, it's fucking unbelievable. 127 OPS plus, uh, 27 homers, 29 runs batted in 11 stolen bases, hit 248, 366, 833 OPS, 18 doubles that year, 90 hits, 100, uh, 119 hits, 90 runs scored in 137 games. I think the thing is back at his... On seventeen, he had an eight forty seven OPS with a one twenty two OPS plus, like one twenty two, one twenty seven back to back years. And then they, yeah, they give him that big contract, and unfortunately, from there, fifty nine games in nineteen, uh, and then obviously the shortened year in twenty. Again, he was pretty good that year, and then really since twenty, it's been he had a seventy three OPS and just thirty two games in twenty one. Last year, he played one hundred and thirty games, but only had a eighty six OPS, and this year and had a 48 OPS plus in 28 games. So the sample size had been there for a while that he had struggled. The injuries, I think, caught up to him. But as you mentioned, two really great years. And I was just going to say, I was disappointed that fans would boo a player in that situation because you don't acknowledge all the the good things he did for the franchise. You talk about the Verlander homer. You talk about the Twins catch. You talk about the the great seasons he put up. He did do that. And I think at the end of the day, this should have been a moment to appreciate who he was before you could go boom again when he comes up for the Orioles, you know, you're allowed to boom when he's on the other team, but it would have been nice to see his time on the Yankees appreciated. Do you, do you think that he was looking forward to go in there for this series or no? 
I, I think the way the way it ended, I, I think he yeah. wasn't probably shocked. I think I think he I, I mean, I have no idea if I were if I were him, I would be disappointed, but not probably not surprised. I'd be disappointed. I didn't get a, be- a better reaction, but I you unfortunately, I think he would probably know these Yankee fans even better than someone like myself would know right. how how vicious they could be. So it's disappointing. And I'd like for everyone to know that in his time with Baltimore, he has a 854 OPS and a 139 OPS plus. Has he been there for a month yet? 26, 26 games. games, 95 at bats are played. 95 at bats already? Damn. Yeah. And those at bats are brought to you by Bird Dogs. Make me look good. Make anybody look good. Zach, you got your package recently? What do you got? I did. Yeah, it came by surprise. It was great, though. Two pair of shorts, nice little Yeti thing with the Bird Dogs logo on it. It's great. Yeah, the shorts like are Yeti. sick. Yeah, they're slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dogs shorts fit way better than regular shorts. They're made of a stiff. Oh, they're better than the regular shorts that are made of the stiff restrictive cotton when i read that i was like i don't think they're advertising the fact that they're made of a stiff restrictive cotton because they're not yeah they're not it's a knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement and zach, like- t- zach talked about the tumbler you got the yeti style tumbler that's for free too yep tom are you reading the ad or am i reading the ad just want to know who's reading the ad we're okay. just trying to help you because I'm reading the ad. And if you go to birddogs.com slash the compound or enter promo code the compound, that is the compound, you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Tom wouldn't have told you that, that you had to put the code in. That's birddogs.com slash the compound or promo code the compound for a free Yeti style tumbler. Tom, if you want to do the next ad, you just let me know. And then you can then you can read it. Can we talk about the Ulster? All-star teams, Cubbies had three All-stars. Dansby, back-to-back, second All-star game. Awesome, super deserving. I'm pretty sure he has the most war of all NL shortstops. Stroman, second All-star appearance. Uh, he's been nasty all year. I think he's top five in the NL and ERA. He's, he's been lights out. And then Justin Steele, first All-star. How game. cool is that? We've both played with him. Beautiful human being. Friend of the pods. Friend of the pod spent a probably a longer time in the minor leagues than he wanted and had, you know, didn't have a perfectly linear path to the big leagues. Got to the big leagues, you know, kind of threw it out of the pen, started through the pen, and then finally, you know, last year got to start, second half took off, and then now what he's done, like so happy for him to get the recognition. Has a legitimate chance to start the all star game. How um Fucking sick is that? Which is awesome, but like unbelievable teammate, unbelievable person. So happy for him. He's been lights out, you know, to watch that process. First time in my career I've gotten to watch somebody like turn into that guy. Um really, really cool. Since twenty twenty two, since last season he got called up in thirty nine starts, two hundred and four innings. He's got a two point eight six ERA. Two hundred and so crazy, bro. Pretty good. It's also nuts that, like, the media or Major League Baseball, whoever picks who they want to talk about, right, they pick who they want to pump. There's guys that they get really excited about. There's guys that they pump all the time. Most of those guys throw a billion. But, like, Steely hasn't really got the pump or the recognition for what he's done on the national stage. And the fact that he has the chance to be in the spot where he might get started the all-star game. But the fact that he is an all-star that everybody's going to get to see him pitching the all-star game is it's really freaking cool. To, to that point of him, not, I don't want to say not being recognized, um, but like I, I knew that he was throwing the ball really well, just because I kind of keep tabs on the Cubs. Um, but the other day, like, you know, you see little things like, Oh, nasty day for Justin Steele. But like I saw the other day for the first time, it was like, Justin Steele now leads the NL in ERA, where it's like, if this is anybody else, and and I understand, but like he is everywhere. If this is, you know, Corbin Burns, if this is, you know, McClanahan. Yeah, name him, you know, like it's, and I don't know, maybe because they're on 
bigger teams, but like I don't think many teams are bigger than the Cubs. You know, like third biggest market. I mean, to me, it's a little nuts because of how good he has been, and he's like he's legitimately is leading the NL in the RA. He's been top five all year. I don't think he stepped outside of the top five all year because he's been that consistent and dominant. And like, I'm just very, I'm very happy for him. I'm very happy for how well he's pitched. I'm very happy that he's going to get a chance to represent us in the game, but uh, he's been really freaking good all year and last year. Really cool. I I was going to say both of those guys, I think Stroman, I would include him too. It's from a national perspective. If I wasn't like I've re- until you guys until I looked at Steele's numbers, I knew Steele was obviously having, you know, paying attention. I knew he had a really good year. If you'd asked me what is ERA though, I don't think I would have said two point four three. And and same thing for Stroman. He's another guy who, and I think obviously he's got a little bit more of a reputation, you know, just because he's done it over a longer period of time than someone like uh, Justin Steele has. But at the end like, of the day, yeah. he, he's also got a two seven six, and I feel like that's not really being talked about that no, much either. Great. It's not being talked about and Stroh, but I think the reason why it's different for me is like Stroh is fucking hilarious and he will go on Twitter and MLB will tweet like the top five pitchers in the NL and he won't be on it and Justin won't be on it and he'll tweet at them like this is hilarious. It's hilarious that we're not on like he, he will tweet right at them and it cracks me up and I get to see that all the time. Uh, But, you know, he has those guys have both been undisputably top five pitchers in the NL this year. Also, I didn't realize they haven't been fluffing curse that much because I didn't realize curse. I was having the Erie seven. Dude. Holy smokes. What the fuck? We played them early. So like after we played them, I was kind of like, you don't, I don't really know exactly. You know, I follow Jay Hay and let's see what Jay Hay is doing. But like, I don't, and I know that Freddie went off and may or whenever, but I don't really know a lot of what's going on in Dodgerland. Holy shit, Kershaw 70 year. Dude. Again. It's I don't how how is the only question is like how he's trying to make a case for being best left hand starting pitcher ever played a game. Sucks you just went on the IL today, right? He yeah. did? They yeah. just they were mulling it in a couple hours. They just put him on the IL. Hey maybe maybe it's just a little break before the all star break. Maybe miss two starts or maybe miss a start. Be right back. back? What is it? I want to say it is back, actually. Let's see, I it's thought usually it was, back. I thought it was a shoulder. Yeah, it's his left shoulder. Oh, uh, it's, it's all connected. Yeah, he'll come back and still have a two the rest of the year. Do you guys know Clayton Kershaw's career ERA? Career for his entire career? Two, five. Zach? I was going to say two, five. Two, four, eight. That's a joke. Honestly. That was good guessing by us, though. Good guessing. Yeah, good. We yeah. were within .02, so that's really impressive by us. I think it's Tom. more impressive Tom? by us than, than Clayton Kershaw's ERA. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he's had an ERA above three twice since his rookie season. He had a, 30, he had a 303 in 2019, and he had a 355 in 21. Every other year has been in the twos or the ones. He's got a couple okay. of ones in there. Tom, how many wins does he have? He has 207 career wins. Okay, so I don't want to say growing up, but a few years ago he had he was notorious for struggling in the playoffs, right? Do you think that is a reason why – again, because, like, if you would have told me Kershaw had, like, a 3-5 or whatever, I don't know if I'm naive and I don't know baseball enough, but, like, I feel like that two four eight ERA is way or not way lower, but like lower than I expected. Is that because that he has struggled in the pet like in bigger moments where I'm it's like the public or the society treats him as not as dominant as he's been, or is it the the Mike Trout, the LeBron effect where it's just year in he just year does out, it every year, does it year in year out, and you're just like, oh, Kershaw's at it again. I think it's I think it's a little bit of West Coast bias, a little bit yeah. of the fact that he plays in the West Coast, a little bit of the fact that the Dodgers have been so good and yeah. they keep having new guys be good. Like it gets exciting when they have a oh now Bueller's really good this year. Right. Oh here's Jerry, who's unbelievable. Here's this, and like Kershaw is just consistent every year. It's a little bit of that consistency thing, but it is like he deserves 
a ton of respect for just how unbelievable he's been year in year out and watching him do what he did last year at the all-star game was really good. Do, like so cool. Does he still do like the dry rep thing that he used to do like notoriously, like where he'll go out there. You, you've never seen this. I mean, he'll just go out on the bullpen and just do dry reps for like hours. I think he still does in between starts. I mean, that's so cool. The baseball. The- I, I thought you were going to say like in the dugout or something. Like, no, no I think he dude, goes, like he just goes, he goes out like, there and like, yeah, goes like does his thing. Yeah. Like, I know we've talked about in the office, it came out a couple weeks ago that he uses a blitz ball for to like warm up. And obviously, we do the blitz ball tournaments. We were saying the greatest guest of all time if you get, if you get, Clayton Kershaw on a tournament. I can't Tom. imagine. We had Jerry Blevins play in one tournament and he threw a slider that was still moved about 22 feet. That was the nastiest thing. It, it was against another professional hitter who just had obviously no chance because sliders don't move 22 feet in real life. I don't know. I've, se- I've seen a few this year, I think, that are pretty fucking close to 22 feet in the box. <laughs> I think his post lack of postseason success has hurt him. He's got a 4 2 2 in 194 innings. So that's a you know good sample size, obviously. Uh, that's been a factor. I think the fact that they haven't had a lot of postseason success as a team necessarily. That's what that was my next thing, right? Yeah, I mean they won the one World Series, but it's a 2020 shortened season World Series, so that's always going to be viewed a little bit differently than other World Series, whether or not that's that's fair or not. Yep. Uh, and I would say the last thing that hurts him a little bit is he's also just a guy like how? What, tell me five things you know about Clayton Kershaw the person. You know that he's he not to, that he went to school with Matt Stafford. That's the one thing we all know. That's like the one fact that we all know about him. He's a little in that trout territory of where, you know, and trout's obviously a little bit different than this, but like they're, they just, they're just guys who like going to play baseball and not doing a lot else. Like trout likes the weather, you know, he likes going on the weather channel sometimes. I don't think these, either of these guys like want to be huge stars and they haven't necessarily sought that out, you know? And so I think that unfortunately, plays a factor as well. You know, he's even though despite the fact that we all agree, he's certainly the best pitcher of his generation. He's one of the best left-handed pitchers of all time. How much do people talk about that? How much do people yeah. talk about Clayton Kershaw? You know, I, I I don't think it's a ton. So I think it's kind of a, a factor of those three things, his lack of national reputation. And that wasn't that wasn't a knock on me saying that Kershaw is not a good postseason pitcher. I'm just for the sake of conversation here. It's amazing how good he has been. Yes. That was the point. The whole point was it's incredible how good he has been throughout his whole career. Before we talk about the Chapman trade, because trade season is starting, Chapman got traded. I want to talk about something else. Okay. I want to talk about Omega accounting solutions. That's what I'm going to talk about, Zach. You put your hand down. I'm going to talk about Omega accounting solutions. You guys know. During the pandemic, Zach was there. I got involved with Connect Roasters. Connect sent some coffee to the to the house. We tried it. We loved it. I got involved with Connect. Well, the Omega is helping small businesses like Connect um, to save money with the employee retention credit. The ERC was introduced as a part of the relief registration legislation passed by Congress in response to challenges faced by small businesses during the pandemic. It's a tax credit that allows businesses like Connect Roasters and thousands of others in the Midwest to recover up to $26,000 per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. Five to 500 W-2 employees, um, if you have that number within your business over that period of time, even if you received PPP loan, you can get help on the ERC from Omega Accounting Solutions. Still time to find out if you're eligible and file your claim. Call 800-643-CUBS. That's 800-643-CUBS. Or visit smallbizcashback.com slash cubs. Smallbizcashback.com slash cubs for free consultation with Omega Accounting Solutions. Let's talk about the chat material. Tom, I want your take first. This guy... Through for the Yankees last year. Yankees fans didn't love him. Okay. Now he's back throwing a hundred and four, hundred and four, and was nasty for the Royals. Can, can, it, can it test? <laughs> nasty for the Royals. And the Rangers now get him at the back end of the pen, but he threw like the seventh for them. 
I like how you have Zach, who's literally faced Aroldis Chapman this year, but we'll go to me first for the breaking, the the brilliant insight I could bring. I'd like Uh, to hear your heartbreak as a Yankees fan, as Aaron Hicks has a, let's remember, what was that, a 139 OPS plus? Maybe more. And now Chapman is throwing a billion for arguably the best team in the American League. I mean, I here's what I would say about Aroldis Chapman. Um, obviously, there's the off the field baggage that is that is a concern for me as a fan. It's hard to acknowledge him without acknowledging that first. Um, it's also hard to acknowledge, especially his role with the Yankees, without acknowledging that last year he was expected to come back at the end of the season and told the team he was going to Miami, and then that was it. So is that he, a fact? Yes, that was that was reported in the media. So that was. I well, believe that's what even Aaron, I believe Aaron Boone at the time came out and said that as well. I don't, I don't believe I'm speaking here in, in rumor. That was, he more or less kind of quit on the Yankees last season pretty publicly. I hope, um, I hope this is true because I don't want to tell that guy that I'm a liar. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be spreading rumors about that guy. The thing I would say about him is he looks, having watched him over the last couple of seasons, I saw Jake say this on Twitter the other day, and I think this is true. When he's at his best, his best is among the best I've ever seen. I remember getting to see him in 2016 at Wrigley when he was during during that rub with, run with the Cubs against actually the Reds. Um, and that was when he was throwing like 104, 105 every pitch. And it was like going to a tennis match because people would just shoom, pitch would come in and then you'd go immediately. All the heads would turn to go see how hard that pitch was. It was one of the coolest things in sports. It's genuinely one of my favorite sports memories is getting to watch him pitch at Wrigley under those circumstances, you know, four weeks before they'd go out and win the World Series. He's also not that guy anymore. He's been able to find more velocity. Uh, but the the 2016 Aroldis Chapman that carried the Cubs to the World Series is not walking through that door. And you're going to have to deal with the the peaks and valleys. And when as, as good as his good is, his bad is also not great. I, I was there in 20, what was that, 2021, when the Yankees blew uh, an eight-run lead to the Angels, and he it was a three rain delay three rain delay game, it, and I went and I stayed until like two a.m. to watch Aroldis Chapman blow the save in the ninth inning. That was that was a tough one. That's also part of the Aroldis Chapman experience, you know. He's a highs and lows kind of guy, but I think for what the Rangers gave up, it's a really smart trade, and he's the kind of guy, as I said, if you can kind of know early on with him if he's got it or not. And if he's got it, especially with that splitter that we we really, that's been introduced since 21, when he's going with the three pitches, when he can throw 104 and located mix in that slider, and then also have that splitter to offer you, he he's nearly unhittable because how can you possibly expect, you know, a 92 mile an hour splitter to be coming when you're sitting, when you got to sit for the 104 fastball, but it's the question of, are you going to get that guy and how often are you going to get him? Zach? Yeah, facing him this year, it, it was firm. And especially, Ian, have you have you faced him? Faced him in spring this year. He was throwing like a hunch. Yeah, so like, you know, his, his whole windup that he does, it's really hard to time. You know? It's crazy. And yeah, so like he holds it for like a really long time. And you're like, okay, I know to have a chance, I have to start early off this guy, you know, off of anybody. But when it's over 100 – it was really hard to get my timing down. And, and like, I took the first pitch and it was black, like up and away. And like, before that, I like, I was trying to get my timing down. And before I knew it, I was down 0 one and it was really firm. Um, I think he threw me a slider. I checked swung on. And I mean, he had a lot of success. He threw, I think we faced him three times this year, twice in Kansas city. And I mean, it was just like one Oh one hundred ninety nine one Oh three. And you're just like, and then he throws like a three-one slider. Like, how am I supposed to cover this? It's the same thing. We just faced Duran too. He struck me out, threw me back-to-back curveballs. The one like I took, it was a like bastard pitch. I took it. And I'm like, sick. Check that box. He's not throwing you that again. Throws it again, and I look like an absolute fool. And I'm like, how am I supposed to cover 103, 99 splitter, and then a banger at 85, right on right? And it's the same thing. Like lefties, like. AJ pinch hit, I think Riley Green when we were in Kansas City. Um, and he was like, Riley, you know, I think he talked to him. He's like, Hey, this may be the one time that I'll pinch hit for you. And like, you can thank me. And like, 
misses up and up and in first pitch or up and away to a righty first pitch and he looks at him he's like you're welcome you know like even if it's your if it's your best hitter it's a really hard matchup left or right and the fact that he's back throwing 100 plus every pitch it's ridiculous yeah i think that that's the difference about he's back to throwing 100 102 104 and it's absurd and i think you know tom we'll see how he finishes out the year but He's a two three seven. He's got thirty two games and thirty innings, and he's got a got a two three seven. Like that's you know, he's been he's been absolutely lights out. He was was he closing for Kansas City? Yeah. Well, it was him and um. He's only got two saves. Yeah, it was him and Barlow. They would they would kind of. I mean, I guess I think that's actually a good thing. I think it's a good thing that he's been he hasn't been exclusively saving games because I think when somebody comes over and the Rangers are going to use him in the you know seventh eighth, maybe match him up in a couple of different spots. Like I think that's a good thing that he hasn't been exclusively throwing the ninth inning uh, for that team because if he's willing to go out there and throw the seventh and the eighth as a lefty throwing a hunch, uh or a hundred and four, like that's that's pretty I'd good for cur- them. I'd be curious to see if and when he closes for them. Who is their guy right now? They have Will Smith. Has he been closing games for them? Yeah, they have a they have like a mix and match bullpen. It's interesting. Um, I think I think the outside looking in, I think they're one more piece away in the bullpen. Um, like yeah. they have some guys like Spores is back there. They have this rookie. I think his name's Thompson. Throws like a sidearm type of thing, like rise ball. Um, they have a few good lefties. I think Burke is the one guy gets out there. Um, and I mean, they're going to score six runs a game at least. So, I mean, if you can get another dominant arm back there, they're going to be a hard out. You know, like you saw, they have what four starters in the all-star game with Valdi as well. Yeah. The whole, the whole infield in the all-star game. Yeah. Every all-star, every all-star pick was, they went, we were, we were sitting there doing the selection show and it was like, this was for the top two spots. It was like first base. Blue Jays, Rangers, like, and then it was like second base, Blue Jays, Rangers, shortstop, Blue. Jays. It was like the yeah. whole infield. Is it going to be a Blue Jays or going to be a Ranger? A lot of Rangers. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, watching them, it's ridiculous, dude. Like, I think they're getting that the chemistry that it takes a little bit because last year, like, you know, Simeon got off to a slow start. Um, I don't. Did Seager get hurt last year? slow start or hurt. Maybe he was slow start, and then he um, started to pick it up and got hurt towards the end because he got he was hurt to start the year this year, I think. Right, and and I think the supporting cast that those guys have right now, it's just like they have. Um, I think Ezekiel Duran hitting eighth. The guy is hitting like three twenty with like fifteen or however many homers, and he's hitting the, eighth. The third baseman that is a rookie and oh no 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 All-Star. no 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 that's that's Jung. He's playing he's third. second year. Yeah, but he's a rookie. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and then you have him. My thing. Sorry. Yes. It was so, And then you have that. Durant. Durant was in the Joey Gallo trade with the Yankees, and I think How's he's that 20, field, Tom. That was a tough trade to look back on in the moment, and I think it's getting worse every day since. Dude, Durant. He's hitting. You know, granted, he's protected in a really good lineup, especially hitting eighth or so. But you still have to hit. And I mean, anything we anything we threw at that guy, he was hitting a ball hard somewhere. It was it was like he'd come up, you know, you get past their dogs, and then you know you see this guy on deck, and you're like, you got to be fucking kidding me! It just it just didn't stop, and then you look up, and Simeon's on deck, and you're like, where is the break? It's the same thing with the Braves, you know, like Orlando Garcia is hitting seventh or eighth, and then you have Michael Harris hitting ninth, turning the lineup over to Acuna. It's like. If these guys just get one piece somewhere, the it it the you know it's it's insane. Ian, I don't know if you remember, we had a discussion last year. I think we made a bet you and I about how many wins the Rangers were to get, and I think the number was, I was just, I believe it's eighty five. I think we bet eighty four and a half, eighty five, somewhere around yeah, this there. This is so when Degrom went took right. Over. And- yes, you're on the you're on the winning side. I'm going to be on the losing side of that one. What was the bet? I don't. I think it was just for pride. I don't think we actually like bet any money. Not all of us got sixty-one M's in the bank. Back to what how this conversation really started. Them getting Chapman is a great start for them if they if they yeah. get get something else somewhere down the road. His upside makes his, it, yeah his his when he's at his best and his upside 
certainly adds to what the ceiling of their team is. And if it, it doesn't work, if it doesn't work out, it was a pretty low risk pickup. It's I think it's it's smart business from the Royals. You understand what they're doing. That was a good pickup for them in the offseason. Worked out. You move on from him. You get some stuff back. For the Rangers, pretty easy buy. Time. It's that's a really early move too in the trade season. Really, yeah, yeah. It's smart of them to go get him early and get it done because it bolsters them. You know, I've always, I've always thought like, why, why don't teams make moves earlier? Like, if you know, especially if you're a team that knows you're in it, like you know, you're like, hey, we're you know, a couple games up in the division, we're in it, we're going for this thing. Why wouldn't you trade earlier if you think that? that guy's going to help you for more games. I think it's the leverage aspect of it. You know, they wait one way or another. If the guy's playing well, you know, if the other team is really wants him, well, it's like, all right, well, how bad do you want him? I think the sellers wait. Sometimes I think the buyers wait too long to engage the sellers. Yeah, I can get behind that. I'm not in the room. I don't know what it's like. I don't know if you make the call and you say, hey, man, let's trade for Chapman. They're like, you got to wait two weeks. I would love to see how that process happens. Like, you know, like you've seen a trade deadline, obviously. Like trade deadlines happen, and I mean, they are all day. Big, small, medium-sized trades. But like, is the GM in the front office on the the phone 24 hours a day on that last day? Like Like me in the compound just walking around with AirPods in? You know, are they just doing that every – like anytime I see Scott Harris, if he's on the field, he's on the phone. You know, it's – it's just nonstop. I think it's such an interesting aspect of the game that not ma- I would I would go out on a limb and say not many players know what goes on behind the scenes. And you no, you are five feet away from something that happens every single day, and you have no clue. Should we have Scotty, uh, old Scotty Harris, on the pod after the deadline? To ask That'd be great. It? That'd be great. I like that. Break it down. Break down the deadline, yeah. with Scotty Harris. I was just thinking about like how much. Would a documentary or a hard knocks or whatever kind of, if I, I no one would ever give you access to it, but God, if you could get that footage from an actual trade negotiation, that would be, I mean, fans would lose their mind. It would be, I mean, it's so interesting to think about. Like I was just watching something about Eli Manning. They were talking about when that trade happened on, uh, on draft, draft night. Yeah. yeah. That was a, that was a draft day trade. He wouldn't go to San Diego. San Diego takes him anyway. The giants waited until, think there were seven minutes on the on their clock to call san diego to try to figure out that trade that trade happened in like six minutes on the clock unbelievable to think about like an entire trade where two franchises are then changed for the next 20 years the both of those teams had the chargers had rivers for the next 20 years giants had manning for the next 18 years and it was decided in six minutes during the draft it's insane to think about could you imagine if you just just take the footage okay Lock it up for 10 years. 10 years, we'll lock it up. And then we'll release it and it'll be fucking great. It's like the last dance. They waited like 20 years. Then all that footage came out. You know, you just got to wait for everyone to move on from their careers. And then release it. Yeah. Tom, Tom, before we get into our next topic, why don't you, because you wanted to read the first ad so bad, why don't you tell people about DraftKings? Guys, it's finally my turn to read an ad. And new customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use promo code COMPOUND. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code COMPOUND only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet $5 for $150 in bonus bets. That's code COMPOUND only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit the gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling at 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Tournament Plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game, opt-in required, max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. All right, let's get you guys back to the show. Do we have everyone who's going to be in the Home Run Derby? I don't think Vlad, so. I think Vlad, yes. Adley Rushman, yes. What? He said yes, right? Re- Adley Rushman's doing it? Tom. The Rosarena? Yes. Yeah, there's another one. Julio? Yeah, I have, the, I have the list in front of me. It's... Pete Alonzo's going to do it. He does it every year. That's a Super Bowl. Rushman, Alonzo, Randy. Rushman's doing it good for him. That's fucking sick. He's doing it right, dude. Mookie Betts, Vlad. Mookie's doing it. Yeah. You know Mookie has like 20-something homers right now? Yeah. He loves just hitting the ball hard and hitting homers. I don't. It's funny because I don't understand his swing at all. I hit a ball today that should have been a homer. Homer in 15 In Milwaukee, too? What do we got? What? 15 out of 30 parks. Oppo. Graveyard. I hit one. Doors in, open, wind blowing sideways. Sucks. I hit one the other day. Colorado, too. Dead center. 101 at 31. Grab your glove. Didn't go out. There was a nice little breeze coming in. Dead center? Dead center. Guy was on the track. But, like, I hit it, and I was like, oh, Homer. Got to be. Hard, hard in the air in Colorado. It's got to be a Homer. Yeah, wasn't. Derby in Seattle. Game in Seattle. I think Seattle's going to be a pretty sick place for the all-star game that's just a that's a stadium and a fan base that would it's gonna thrive there you saw how when they were good was it last year when they went to the playoffs like that's such a cool sports city and bring i think bringing that huge event there i think people will enjoy making the trip so it's gonna be a long trip for some people but you know la was last year too but i think people will enjoy making the trip to see seattle in the summer for the game you know who's gonna enjoy it too is lorenzen Michael Lorenzen, nine years, nine years in the big leagues, first All Star game, and going from a reliever to a starter. Yep, back and started reliever starter. The guy could probably hit in the big leagues too. Good point. He, he did in the home. He might be a he might have a sled shot in the home run derby. I mean, that guy you- he has a bat in our in our uh, cage that just sits down there. It's it's sick, Marucci. Michael Lorenzen, 21. Uh, yeah, I think he goes in there once in a while. Maybe to blow off some steam. Where do you guys finish at the at the break? Home. Finish at home? Yeah. So he'll fly from Detroit. Yeah, so he gets to, to fly yeah. there. It's, it's a cool moment for him, too. You know, you, um, Ian, you, you've obviously been through a lot. When when the manager comes in and tells everybody who's who's the all-star, you can just see the reaction. Um, it's cool. It's especially it's, – it's really special for guys, and especially for him. He's been grinding for nine years, been on a uh, – you know, in Cincinnati, um, and then first year here, it's it's sick. Like you said, going from a reliever to a starter, it's awesome. You know, and you can see, obviously, by the way he's built, not many people work as hard as he does. Yeah. And he takes, he takes that preparation, all of that, so seriously. Really happy for him. Like, it's, it's really cool. I was going to say he's always seemed like a guy that worked extremely hard. So for that, it must be glorifying or satisfying for him to do the reliever thing, go back to being a starter, probably took a lot of work to build up to do that. And then to have that kind of recognition. hundred percent. I'm looking forward to watching the game in Seattle. I think it's going to be a cool atmosphere. Uh, Really looking forward to hear kind of Steely's. You know, the other guys that have done it, like I'm sure it'll be great, and it's gonna be awesome for them. And it's what do we got? More All Star games, but what do we got on the on the jerseys? What do we got? I'm in. Can I just say I'm in on it? See? I'm in on the jerseys. <gasps> I'm in on the jerseys. I I like when guys get to wear. I mean, I don't know. Do you wear? But that's that's just for the home run derby and like the game, the BP thing, right? They're not wearing that in the game. Why wouldn't they? They'll, because they'll wear their normal jersey in the game. They're wearing that in the game? What are you talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to remember if we... No, you wear the fucking weird yeah, jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, How do you yeah. not remember this? No, it was all blur. 
Yeah, we wore the other one. We were the gold ones. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, why can't? But they. But ours had. But ours had the cub. Ours were gold, but we had the cub logo. This is like a full American League National League logo. Yeah, I'm off that. It looks like a. Fucking I'm on. It looks a lot. I was really surprised to see how many people were on it, like on social media and stuff. Um, but why can't we just go back to the regular jerseys with the patch on it? You know, like, didn't they do this in like the 80s, 90s? Yes, it's sick. It's sick. What? The regular jerseys, like they're like your home jersey or away jersey with just like an all-star patch on it. I don't think that's what they did. Yeah, they did. In the 90s. Tom. Yes. What did they do in the 90s? What an insane question to be asked. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll Tom, look what, are up. you over it? Are you mad at us, Tom? Are you mad at us? I feel like you want me to be mad the way you're asking that question. I I, I just I don't know. Tom, what's wrong? <laughs> uh, let's see. 90s MLB All-Star jerseys. We need the research team. We're Dakota with the research team to figure this out. I'm on – can I just say what I'm on before while Tom is researching? I'm on the – National League, American League jerseys for the Derby and then for like that workout. And then I think you should go back to the. Yeah, it looks like in the 90s. I, I remember obviously there's that 99 All-Star game, which was very famous. They brought back, you know, Ted Williams, and a lot of guys looking at pictures from that. It looks like everyone's just in their normal jerseys. I'm telling you, I'm telling and you. Then I can't tell if there's patches, but I would assume there's probably well, an All-Star patch. That's what, yes. And they wear, uh-huh. like, different stuff for the Home Run Derby and stuff. I agree. I, that's the, how I probably would personally like it the best as well. Let them wear different stuff for the more fun aspects of it but for the game, wear your actual jersey. I agree. I agree. It is cool. The thing that they gave us last year, though, was cool. But the new MLB jerseys, just so, this, just for the people, this is an insider's compound fight inside. The new jerseys are going to be a little bit more that Nike's introducing next year, they're a little bit more meshy. They're a little bit less. They're just a little bit different. They're a little bit more like mesh up here. They're a little bit more travel ball, a little bit less big league. Everybody will get used to it after a couple of years, but it is, it's just a little bit different material than what Majestic was making before. And they're going to use that in the all-star game this year. The new Nike jerseys are in the all-star game this year. So maybe that's one of the reasons why they look a little different, but. It sounds like you're cushioning us for potential f- pushback next year. It sounds like that's exactly what I'm picking yeah. up right now, Tom. When I hear the word travel ball jerseys, I don't necessarily that has seems to have a negative connotation in my mind. I don't think the casual fan is going to be able to see the difference. I have heard not sure what's real, what's not real about how the letter if I think the lettering will still be different for every team. There was some some maybe every last name looks the same, maybe every number looks the same. A little Why? bit more I don't know, Tom. You know. I don't love it either. But I think I think that's been debunked. I think that every every team will still have their own kind of font. But it's gonna be a little bit of a change. I think that the the diehards might notice a little bit of a difference, definitely when they get their hands on them, but I don't think the casual fan will pick it up. But when you know, the NBA jerseys changed and the NFL jerseys changed. There wasn't at – at first, there's a little bit of a why, and then a couple years later, everyone's okay. Guys, I'm really excited for this ad. Ian forgot to mention his friends at Bruce Bolt. But you know what you guys can't forget? About the great products they have over at Bruce Bolt. You know the guys they got wearing these batting gloves? Harrison Bader, Brandon Nimmo, Brett Phillips. This guy called IH8, Ian Happ, you heard of him? They look pretty sick. They got the lightning bolts on them. They got them in all different types of colors. They got so much stuff you can check out. Dakota's got the arm sleeve. They got everything you could want. If you have a baseball player in your house and you're not decking them out in Bruce Bolt gear, you're just doing it wrong. Anything that IH8 supports, I support as well. And you got to get on the Bruce Bolt train. Guys, Bruce Bolt is a Texas-based company making some of the best batting gloves on the market right now. 
look good, hit dingers, get their premium batting gloves at brucebolt.us. That's brucebolt.us. Check out the Ian Happ collection. I mean, do I need to say any more? All right, let's get you back for screen time and the finale of this great episode. Compound Pod Insider. Compound Pod Insider. Do you want to get screen time? People going? Is that what we're doing now, Tom? Tom's got another high one. Sloan's the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. The company is at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including flushing meters, faucet sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. If you're building a building, if you need these types of solutions, visit more, visit more, learn more, visit Sloan.com. I need Zach's screen time first. I had 434. This is tough. Tough one for me. 436. Can't cannot believe I got beat by two minutes. Really felt like it was a rare opportunity wow. to win. That was a great day, Tom. I know. Really felt like it was a winner. It's a tough one. Two minutes. Uh, three hours and two minutes from me. Yeah, three hours and two minutes. Oh, so it, was, it never mattered. Well, then, then, then it's fine. Oh, that's all right. That's a tough last uh, place. Yeah. I mean, maybe Dakota is on after this bus ride. It'll be way worse. Nothing there, Tom? Nothing on the joke? There's nothing. Uh, Zach gave a little bit of a face, I but that joke can really land. joke can really land. It's all right. It's episode 166 of the Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go to Benny's, go to your local liquor store, ask about Parse. When I say Parse, you say Rum. Parse. Rum, 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 rum. 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 See you next week.